0: March 31st was International Transgender Day of Visibility. With very few posts online, little was said about it this year. Today, as a public health advocate and transgender gender nonconforming activist, I have been wondering how marginalized communities will be negatively affected by COVID-19 and how some communities' needs will be overshadowed as healthcare systems become overwhelmed and medical resources are focused on treating coronavirus patients. One of the communities that will be faced with increased pressure is the transgender and non-binary community, as a result of restrictive coronavirus lockdowns, disrupted access to social services, barriers to prescribing and managing formal therapy medication, and hospital decisions to halt gender-affirming surgeries and in some way, stay-at-home orders and enforce social distancing policies. While they effectively reduce opportunities for viral transmission, they also contribute to to erasing trans-presence and create more opportunity for the assistance of members of the trans and non-binary communities to be ignored, denied, or even minimized. What is not seen it is not heard, and through, and only through increased visibility comes equal rights. So let, let's backtrack a little bit before this whole coronavirus outbreak. On June 30th of 2019, Illinois Governor JB Pritzker signed an executive order aimed at studying and providing recommendations on legal rights and support in the school environment for transgender, non-binary, and gender non-conforming students. This executive order also requests that the Illinois State Board of Education to take steps to provide additional support for trans, non-binary, and gender non-conforming students, including issuing non-regulatory guidance on such students' rights and sample policies or even procedure for schools regarding support for these students. So that's some progress made. And later on we have what is called the Illinois Medicaid program covering medical procedures for people transitioning from one gender to another. Now we hear that the Department of Healthcare and Family Services, the state primary Medicaid agency published new administrative rules that spell out the type of gender affirming services cover and the condition under which the program will reimburse provided for those services. This rule became effective as of December 23rd of 2019, just almost six months after June 30th executive order. And the department announced in April that it would develop such a policy. Previously, Illinois specifically excluded what had been referred to as transsexual surgery for Medicaid coverage. Governor J.B. Prisker of Illinois said in a statement at the time, and I quote, Healthcare is a right, not a privilege, and I am committing to ensuring our LGBTQ community and all Illinoisans have access to that right. Later on, he said, and I quote again, Expanding Medicaid to cover gender-affirming surgeries is cost-effective, helps avoid long-term health consequences, and most importantly, is the right thing to do. With continued attacks coming from Washington, this administration, and I will assume the Illinois administration, will always stand with our transgender community and their right to lead a safe, healthy life. While over 3 million Americans file for unemployment as direct result of layoff caused by COVID-19, applying for unemployment right now might create unique challenges for trans individuals who might be required to use their dead name. Dead name is an assigned name at birth that has allegedly been changed to match their gender identity to prove their identity on government forms. This can be very traumatizing, as you cannot, as you all can imagine. Furthermore, trans and non-binary individuals might be wary to seek unemployment help, as waiting in long line outside unemployment offices might put them at an increased risk of discriminatory violence. There is no secret, as a result of social stigma and discrimination, the transgender population has. Higher rate of unstable housing and homelessness. According to the William Institute, over 30% of individuals served by drop-in centers, street outreach workers, and housing programs identify as LGBT. Unfortunately, those who are transgender and homeless are at increased risk of exploitation, violence, and abuse, and may be turned away from shelter as a result of their gender identity as some homeless shelters close or limit occupancy to stop the spread of COVID-19. This further limits the available housing option for unhoused transgender individuals. I'll have to take in, but let me inform you more. Past negative experiences of being misgendered or refused services when seeking care or out of fear of contracting COVID-19 in healthcare setting, may cause trans people to forego care, and trans individuals may be reluctant to go to hospitals and clinics to request hormone replacement therapy during this pandemic. Already overburdened, hospitals might not have the capacity to provide sufficient social services or hormone treatment. Now what about the gender confirmation surgeries? These are deemed as non-essential and elective and they have been delayed or canceled at many hospitals across the United States due to coronavirus outbreak. Interruption in hormone replacement therapy provision or postponing long-awaited gender-affirming surgery could increase feelings of isolation and gender dysphoria, and amplify the psychological distress that comes with it. The Trevor Project's 2019 survey reported that more than half of transgender and non-binary young people have contemplated suicide, and one-third have attempted. The Minority Stress Model, a social psychology theory widely adopted in public health, describes how extreme minority stress causes adverse health outcomes among stigmatized minority groups. Consistent with stress, this discrimination and internalized stigma faced by transgender people increases their risk of suicide. And as health systems continue to react to treat coronavirus patients and critical services previously available to transgender are interrupted or they're not being prioritized, these feelings of isolation and marginalization can continue increasing the rates of suicide or affect transgender mental and physical health and overall well-being. Let's talk about our, our young community, our young population. The closing of school. This might pose a unique challenge to transgender youth. With campus LGBTQ resource centers and peer supports unavailable, and the suspension of all school-based social activities, transgender students might feel unsupported. Self-quarantining with abusive family or unwelcome family who do not affirm the trans identity can be extremely traumatizing to a lot of these trans youth. So I spoke with one of our trans students in the community and they pointed out I have to make a decision about whether I'm going to dress up male or dress up female at home for my own safety and if I should go by my death name just so that I can be safe at home during this time. This is very traumatizing. So quarantine and lockdown may also increase rates of domestic and intimate partner violence perpetrated against transgender individuals. According to conservative estimate, the National Coalition Against Sexual Violence reports that one in three women and one in nine men will experience sexual violence during their lifetime, and this estimate do not accurately capture the increased risk of sexual violence within the LGBTQ community. This is to say that lockdown and social distancing policies, cuts to social services and mental health counseling, and even financial instability due to unemployment, all create opportunity for abusers to perpetrate sexual violence and make it more difficult for transgender victims to leave abusive relationships or even report abuse. So with that said, I will end this with this statement that overall, The coronavirus has not just affected the trans and non-binary community by restricting access to gender-affirming surgeries, but has effectively reduced their visibility. Fears of being misgendered or mistreated when seeking unemployment benefits or care in healthcare settings may cause trans and non-binary people to forego seeking assistance during this crisis. Let us not forget that a lot of data shows that LGBTQ community is 50% more likely to smoke than the general population. This increases the potential to have a respiratory illness, such as COVID-19. And they're also more likely than the general population to be diagnosed with cancer and HIV-reduced immune function that could put them at a higher risk to contract COVID-19 and face harsher symptoms. So COVID-19 has had a pronounced effect on everyone, especially those that are most vulnerable, the Latinx and African-American community, but also let's not forget about the transgender and gender non-conforming community. They are poised to receive the most collateral damage.